Somewhere we can start. Second Timothy chapter number three, verse sixteen. That's what we'll be looking at. Still on the inspiration. Hallelujah. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. For correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, may be complete, thoroughly furnished or equipped for every good work. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm strict betwixt the two. Hallelujah. Well, I got to teach the word. Alright, so from last three days, we've been talking about the inspiration of scripture and uh, um, we looked at the fact that the scriptures are inspired by God and it means the, the scriptures are the out-breathings of God. And yesterday, we looked at the scriptures or the scripture being profitable for doctrine and for reproof. So we are going to go to correction. Hallelujah. Even the reproof, we didn't really finish like that. Hallelujah. Why are we taking this whole seven days to teach on what I'm teaching? Why is this teaching important? This teaching is important because you are not the first person to ever become a Christian. We have seen a lot of people become so exuberant and so enthusiastic about Christ when they get born again fresh. Hallelujah. A lot of people, they get born again and then they are all happy about Jesus. They will go to church even if it is raining fire. They will go to church. They love the Lord. I mean, oh, cola bazitis. For the presence of an angel right here. Glory. So, what was I saying? A lot of people have been born again and when they got born again, they loved the Lord. They did everything. We are going for these missions. They are there. We are coming to church at 9 p.m. They are coming. We will close church at 1 a.m. They are there. But, there is also in the history of 
some of these people that they were not able to maintain their fire to the end. Praise God. They loved the Lord. You know, gone were the days when we were passionate about the things of God. Not where I'm still, you know, but when I knew the Lord um, fresh. Um, one man saw us pray one day and the man said, huh, I pray you'll be able to carry this to the finish. It is not how you start that matters. It is how you end that matters. And at that time, we, we nearly insulted the man. We, we are going to the finish. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? And the person said, all these things you're doing, we've been doing some before. Think about it. And you look at the life. One time we went for a mission. We saw a man who was drunk. But the, the eloquence, the control of the man over the queen's language was powerful. The man in the village, the man spoke like he's from Britain. What? And this man has had been given to alcohol, you know, and the man said, <laughs> so the ministers were talking to the man about the gospel and as they kept on talking, the man said, all the things you're saying, I know. And then the man of God were like, you know, and you are like this. And then the man said, you don't know how powerful spirits are. How they can, they can deal with you when you plan to rise from your family. And then the minister quickly quoted, the minister said, Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, and then the man continued, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He quoted a scripture from King James without a mistake. They point another scripture, boom, the man quotes it. He knew what he was about. He knew what he was saying. He actually meant it when he said he knew. Hallelujah. And then he started reading his own biography, his ministerial biography. And the ministers nearly knelt down for the man to lay hands on them. Because he had done a lot for the Lord. And that is his state now. How did he become thus? How did he become thus? I'm still answering the question why some of these teachings are very important. You can quote the scriptures. Your excitement about your new faith is not enough. It is not enough to have prayed and fallen under the power. It is not enough to Actually, 
lay hands for somebody for the person to fall down under the power. It is not enough to be able to once upon a time gather a lot of people in one place and preach the word to them and still have the and demonstrate the power of God. That does not mean that you have arrived. That does not mean there is no probability of you leaving the faith. Mind oh my. See the man of God, where are you going tonight? I don't even know where I'm going tonight. It is not enough. There are a lot of people who get so stirred up by God and later they get offended. Get offended because of a situation, because of a circumstance, because of an unanswered prayer. Praise God. I will not be shocked. Three years from now, there are some of you seated here. You would, you would say you will not go to church again. That is all of you. Some of you. I'm not praying for that, but I will not be shocked. Praise God. So countless times in the Bible, the word of God tells us, take heed, take heed, take heed, take heed. Glory to God. Paul told the leaders when he was about to leave, he says, take heed to thyself and to the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. Take heed. Take heed. It means that be careful. Praise the Lord. So teachings like this are very important. They are important to your faith. In fact, these are the messages that you ought to constantly listen to. Praise God. That will hold your faith. That will hold your faith. Yesterday we read a scripture. The Bible said do not engage in high sounding nonsense. Which will take you away from the Lord. That means there is the probability of you being taken away from the Lord. Now I'm not talking about you losing your salvation. Because there's nothing like that in the word of God. Being drawn away from the Lord to the point that you don't have an active relationship with God again. And nothing of God matters to you again. There are people like that. There are people who have seen angels. There are people who talk about all the encounters. And they were finally drawn away from God. First example I can, I can tell you is Solomon. Praise the name of the Lord. Solomon. At the beginning of his reign, had an encounter with God in a dream. And the almighty God asked him, Solomon, tell me what you want and I will do it for you. Solomon says, I need wisdom and an understanding heart. God says, you got it. I'm going to make you so wise that there has never been a king or a king that will ever be that is wiser than you. And on top of that, I'm going to make you stinkly wealthy. Think about that. Solomon. One who had the passion and the zeal to build the house of the Lord. In fact, God gave prophecy to his father. 
that you are going to give birth, the name of the child will be called Solomon. He will build my house. Can you imagine? Somebody, God himself gave a prophecy that he was going, he's going to be known for the building of the house of the Lord. Once upon a time, at the end of his life, we read that Solomon's heart was turned away from the Lord. His heart was turned away from the Lord. Because of the multitude of wives he married. Solomon that received a prophecy to be building the temple of the living God. Solomon started building shrines for all his wives. How can one who, whose destiny prophesied by God to be known for the building of the temple of the Lord at the end somewhere in the middle to the end of his life was known to be building shrines. Think about it. It is equal to a pastor becoming an idol worshiper. Somebody who loved the Lord. Somebody who, who revered God. Somebody who was with God. And the person's heart gets turned away from the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Think about the children of Israel. The Bible says they saw God perform wonders. Think about it. When before their own eyes, God opened the sea for them to walk through. Before their very eyes, they saw God split the sea for them to walk through. Same children of Israel. They complained they needed food and God rained down manna from above. They just had to go and collect it. The same children of Israel on Mount Sinai, they saw God appear in flames, smoke, thunders, noises, and the Bible says they even feared. They saw the might of the living God. And you know what? Right there at that same mountain, that God thundered by the time Moses went there, was coming back. They had made an idol right there, worshiping the idol. Praise the Lord. So it is not just about enthusiasm, it is not just about exuberance, it's not just about some kind of joy. Or some kind of happiness without roots. Praise the name of the Lord. When you have a leader in church, a pastor, an elder, a deacon, a member, a Christian, 
who can still go and visit idols, shrines, and all kinds of things. You understand what I'm talking about? That is why teachings like this are very important. For the devil to sway you, you must have gotten your attention off the word. If a Christian, no matter the sin he committed, can put up a rope and hang himself to death, it is not because the problem was too big for him to handle. No, it is because his attention was off the word of God. He was no more attending to the word. Praise God. When a Christian says, I'm tired. I'm not going to do this thing again. I'm not going to go to church again. I'm not going to be with God again. This Jesus whole thing is just a scam. You just have to know this is one person all the while. Had not been giving attention to God's word. Praise the Lord. And may that never be said of you. May that never be said of you. Because you see. There's something that is called the test of conviction. The test of conviction. Your conviction is tested. And deepened. In a state of boredom. In a state where it looks like nothing is happening. That is where your convictions are tested. Praise the Lord. Inasmuch as when our prayers are answered, we are joyful. An unanswered prayer can show your true heart. Hallelujah. It can show your true heart. How? Because if you prayed and you did not receive, then it means God is a scum. And then you're going to leave God. I like something God did to Abraham. He said, Abraham, Abraham said, here am I, Lord. Actually, it was like God said, appear, Abraham. Abraham said, who? Here, here I am. And then God says, you know what? I gave you laughter. His name is Isaac. Get the Isaac who is laughter and go and kill it. God simply is saying that go and, I, I mean, kill your laughter. And the Bible says God did that to test Abraham. Does God, doesn't God know all things? Shut up. Listen to what the Bible is trying to tell you. Don't ask questions above what the scripture is saying. And Abraham says, ah, all right. He drags his son. But listen, the Bible says, Abraham knew that God was able to raise the dead. Think about it. A lot of the Sunday school, they say Abraham taught about it. E, 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 e. That your Sunday school teacher, he didn't help you. Bible says, 
when he was told that, he took his son because he knew God was able to raise the dead. After he tried and God says, hey, no, stop it. You know what God says? Now I know that you trust me. It means that your convictions can be tested in adverse situations. Hallelujah. It's not when all, all things are smooth that you you, you if all things are smooth you begin to say I love you Lord. Thank you for the car. Thank you for the house. Thank you for the money. Thank you for everything man. I love you. I love you. But when these things are not, then you begin to question God. You begin to have a problem with God. You know what? You are likely to leave the faith. You are likely to leave the faith. If you're here and you have that problem, you're likely to leave the faith. And that is why teachings like this are important. That the little faith that you have in you, you will not allow somebody to talk you out of it. Praise the name of the Lord. You're not going to allow anybody to talk you out of it. Tell somebody it's not enough to speak in tongues. Tell somebody it's not enough to sing. Say it's not enough to be smiling in church. It's not enough to be going about preaching the word. You've got to lay hold on that same word. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So teachings like this are very important. Today, a very dear lady asked me a question. The lady asked me a very wonderful question. She said, I know that growth it's not physical. I mean, growth in, in the Lord is not physical. It's about the word and all of that and the things that you're taught. How do I grow or how do I rightly appropriate what I'm taught to grow? Very powerful question. I really do get a lot of questions I don't answer because a lot of the questions don't make sense. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying if I've not answered your question, it does not make sense. I can't be answering everybody. Praise God. Yeah. So I told the lady, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 2, the Bible says, as newborn babes, Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You know, and quickly, the Lord drew my attention to the word desire. I said, Oh, I never saw that. He says that, you know how we have interpreted that scripture? Let me tell you. We, we have interpreted that scripture to be like, because you are babies, desire the milk of the word. But that's not what the scripture was talking about. Or, we've interpreted to, to be like, 
as a baby in Christ desire the milk of the word. Then we say the milk of the word is for babies and bones for the mature. But that scripture has nothing to do. It, it has nothing like that. What is simile? Literature student, what is simile? Come on, what is simile? Late student, where are they? Who does literature in senior high school? Okay, what's simile? Good. So, that word there is simile. Literature. Praise the Lord. So he says, <laughs> hey, literature. As newborn babes desire the milk of the word. What it means is that as babies desire the milk of their mother and without it they can't survive. As a baby by the desire for breast milk will cry and make noise. That same passionate desire you also as Christians desire the word. Is it sounding right right now? Alright, go to First Peter chapter 2 verse 2. Let's read it right now. Man oh man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 2 verse 2. Somebody read for me. Uh-huh. One, two, go. As newborn babies desire the the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. I wish I had a lot of time for that. As newborn babes. So desire as babies desire. That's what he's talking about there. He's not saying you are a baby. It's like the Bible says that go to the ants. And learn wisdom. It does not mean when you see the aunt, you say, Hello, can you teach me wisdom? No. Hallelujah. What literary device is that? Literature student. Nobody should tell me personification. All right? It's a proverb. Why is it a problem? You know, I don't have a lot of time. Whatever it is, it is. But listen. Desire. That means it is not just about the word. For you to grow, it is not just about the word. It is about your desire for the word. So, how are you going to be able to sustain? No, how are you, are you going to be able to obtain and sustain growth? To obtain spiritual growth and sustain spiritual growth is by your daily craving or desire or thirst for the word. That means 
anyone here who does not have an insatiable desire an unflinching thirst for the word you're not growing you're not growing and if you're not growing you are a candidate of departing from the Lord what causes you to grow is the word hallelujah what causes you to grow is the word and for you what you need is a strong passing for the word you're going to be settled with the word hallelujah isn't it amazing that we have a lot of Christians who have been using anointing oils for 20 years of their lives. You know what that means? They never grew. They placed their faith in tokens and in symbols. Think about all these Christians who are perambulating around. Looking for an anointing to tap from. Man of God, I tap into your anointing. I tap. I tap. You tap? I'm not a tap, man. <laughs> You're tapping everything. I tap into your car. I tap into your apostolic grace. I tap into the oil on your head. <laughs> if you tap, you will drown. A lot of Christians are having a simple, lazy view of the faith. Somebody thinks that his whole problem can be solved by a man of God. So the moment he sees himself going through things, he's looking for whoever is a man of God to carry the burden off. Say, man of God, I don't know what is happening. I don't know. I, when I dream, I don't dream. When I talk, I don't talk. Man of God, I don't know what is happening. Right now, as I walk, I'm not walking. As I'm seeing, I'm not seeing. Sometimes people talk about their problems to the point that you, the man of God, you are confused. You don't even know where to begin to help. Think about people who will live abroad. And they will carry huge sums of money to go and give to one man of God somewhere or one pastor somewhere or one, one fetish priest somewhere to protect them. Think about that. Have you ever, have you ever heard people say, oh, I'll send you money. Please do pray for me. Pray for me. The prayer you ought to pray, nobody can pray for you. You've got to pray for yourself. Somebody thinks, the moment I enter a church, my whole problem is solved. No. No. I speak to you under the authority and the power of the anointing and the grace on my head. Your problems are over. It's not true. They are not over. It is up to you to have a desire for the word and allow God to take you 
through the processes that is called that that by that processes that you gain mastery over things. Are you understand what I'm talking to you about? Yeah. Don't be like that student who is always looking for apple. Apple pie or say, ah man. Hallelujah. There's no pastor anywhere who can solve your problems for you. There's no shrine anywhere who can take away all your beddings. There are some beddings that must be left on you. So that by the word of God, you'll be trained and raised to gain mastery. The mind of God for you is not for your problems to be solved. The mind of God for you is to grow to solve your problems and solve the problem of others. God is not intending to make you a consumer. He is intending to make you a dispenser. So you can have a consumerist attitude in the faith. A cheap Christian life. Some of you, your parents, they have all kinds of prophets. All kinds. Prophet brown, prophet green, prophet yellow. Every problem, if it is a cobweb issue that passed through the eye, she knows the exact prophet to call. Prophetic cobweb inspiration. Ministry. International. Some of you, if your parents had a dream, they know the prophet, because they know this one, the cowboy prophet cannot handle. So they will call dreams and vision, prophetic, international, alignment, sunshine ministry, church international. Praise the Lord. He says, desire the sincere milk of the word. The pure word of God. That you may be able to grow thereby. How are you going to grow? Desiring the word. As you desire the word, you will grow. You know what that means? For example, if the country gets to the place of shorting fuel or gas, and then you hear you need gas so badly. And then you hear, oh, there's this gas station somewhere at Tichere. Will you go or you don't go? You will go. In fact, your parents will drive you to go. That is the desire I'm talking about. Hallelujah. A desire running, panting after the word. To devour the word. That attitude. Hallelujah. Don't you, you are born again for three years. And still. Church time. You don't feel like going to church. You will not grow. And you see. If you are not growing. Then it means. You are a candidate. Of departing from the Lord. 
departing from the Lord Association Ministry International Church. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Yes, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I said every day we are fasting. But I'm preaching every day. Every day. He said tomorrow we are fasting. He said this day we are fasting. We are fasting and fasting and fasting and fasting. We don't know what is happening. I don't know. I don't know. I've gone to a lot of pastors to pray for me. And it is not going. How is it going to grow? How, how is it going to go? Praise the Lord. Tell someone the desire, the sincere milk of the word. Listen, he says, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. The word is oxano. Oxano, that is growth. Hallelujah. It means to become greater. Oxano means become greater. Desire the sincere milk of the word that you might become greater. It means to multiply in greatness. To multiply in strength. To increase. To become plenteous. As you attend to the word. You oxano. You grow. You increase. Hallelujah. You don't like what I'm sharing with you? As you give your attention to God. As you listen. You're going to church. You're running. You see, can you imagine? Somebody is fasting. And it's prayer time. You know how he's walking to church? Three steps forward, two steps backwards. The one who is fasting meets another friend who is not fasting. Hey, Charlie. <laughs> really? No, I said time. I didn't know. You are <laughs> you will not increase. Praise the Lord. You will not increase. Say Oxano. Have a passing for the word. And by your passing for the word, you will increase. It talks about strong Christian growth. A kind of growth. Where the word of God has taken deeper root in your life. Glory to God. You become so strong that nothing is able to break you. You become so strong that nothing, nothing, nothing has the power to sway you. Praise the name of the Lord. Desire the word. The word is milk to be desired. As babies desire the breast milk of their mother. Praise the Lord. If you live daily and nothing of the Lord, nothing of the word crosses your mind. You're living your life normally. 
you are a candidate to depart from the Lord. This is how important the word is. Hallelujah. This is how important the word is. See, he says, as you desire the word, you will grow. How many of you know, if I bring Junior to come and pick this speaker, he will not be able to pick it. Why? He's young. Are you trying to say he's young? Why? He's not strong enough to carry the speaker. But probably if you bring who? <laughs> Come over there. He will easily drag it out. So it is like telling Junior, look at that speaker. Eat well. So that you gain the strength to carry it. That this assignment you have to do. This, how many, as, as I'm talking, how many of you feel like, like it's like, boy, all the solutions are in, is, are in the word. You were not able to do it. You kept on failing because you don't have the strength for it. And he says that, desire the word. Get the word. So that you will examine. That word also means to augment. Alright? To augment. What does it mean of augment? You know what means? What, 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 um, augment? Who, who knows what the meaning of augment? Oh, okay. Why? Were you taught in school? <laughs> or you just look at it? What's augment? To add up. Hallelujah. It talks about to promote increase. To promote increase. Your desire for the word of God will promote increase in your life. Hallelujah. So you bring somebody who is not wise, who is a fool, who is foolish, who is myopic in thinking. Somebody who is not sensible. And you subject the person to the word. The person begins to get a desire for the word of God. Suddenly, the person's language changes. The person's worldview changes. The way he behaves changes. You know what? It's called the increase of the word. And the increase of the word bringed growth. It promotes increase. I'm not talking about financial increase. I'm talking about increase of strength. Increase of ability. Increase of wisdom. The word takes time. To be that strong in you. Glory to God. Think about, I mean, all those, the Bible talks about that you be not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You be not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That Christians, all that you are looking for is to hear something new. It was the grace movement. And now it has become the prayer movement. 
<laughs> How I laugh at them. It is not the heart for it. It is just the flippancy in their thinking, in their mind, and in their heart. Flipping from one place to the other. Flipping from one thing to the other. Praise the Lord. Somewhere 2013, 2014, 2015, down, 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 20, uh, yeah, 17, thereabout. No, I mean 2012, 2013, 2015, thereabout. It was Pastor Chris. Glory to God. Before Pastor Chris, actually, it was After Archbishop, Pastor Chris. And then, Joseph Prince. Everybody was following Jopi. Now, I'm not saying what he thought was wrong. No. Everybody was teaching grace. And then we were there. Then Joshua Salman came. Everybody became a prayer machine. And then Apostle Yusuf gave birth to Oropo and Arobi. So it's a combination. It's like the trinity of prayer. Trinity of prayer and the dimensions of God. <laughs> you know? Everybody jumped on it. And now everybody is an Alfarian. <laughs> it is it's a clear thing that it is not like people have a heart for God. They are just looking for the new movement for them to jump on it. Praise the name of the Lord. By the word of the Lord endures forever. Everybody. Now, I don't have, I don't have any problem with all the people that people have mentioned. Alright? They are wonderful men of God. God has sent them to do whatever he told them to do. My problem is not the people. My problem, is, my problem is not with the men of God. My problem is with the people. Jumping from here to here. Jumping from there to there. That is why I have intentionally... You know we are having young people. So the church should be very, very entertaining. You understand? That's why I have made up my mind to take anything entertainment from this church. We are not going to have a soccer game, gala game, whatever game. We are going to have the word game. Glory to God. I say, oh, uh, first row and second row, they are all having matches. They will be on the park. Then you see Rashid, five. Pastor Rema, nine. God forbid. God forbid. Entertainment. Everybody jumps on it. He said, this pastor is able to connect to the youth. He's able to connect. So you see all the young pastors now, everybody is doing entertainment. Today is Jesse White, uh, Jesse Sunday, um, you know, uh, what? Dress down, swag up, drip service, you know, hat down, hat up. Can you imagine? 
candle night. We just want to, we, we just want to bring something in that will stir the inquisitiveness of people. They want to come and find what is in there. You know what? <laughs> the man of God said, if the man of God, if the minister will bend, oh, make conados. If the man of God will burn, people will travel from far and near to come and witness the fire. Glory. Then you come to church after church, you'll be giving you yogurt. Then we'll be doing uh, dinner. We'll have our own dinner, but it's not the dinner to entertain anybody. That dinner, if you are not a church member, you will not come. When you come, we'll sack you. <laughs> we don't have dinner to bring unbelievers here. Hallelujah. Very important. Desire the word. Are you following this? Can you imagine I've not started teaching what I have to teach tonight? Desire the word. I'm still explaining what I told the lady. Desire the word that you may grow thereby. Can you imagine your pastor is having a program for teens and the 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 the, the title of the of, of the teens of the teens in part is Joel chapter two verse twenty eight and it shall come to pass our part by spirit upon our flesh. At this pastor, are you crazy? We are introducing them to the Holy Ghost. We are introducing them to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Very important. Because it's a missing element. Even in churches today, when you go to their Sunday schools, you are, you are part of the... You know, you've been there before. A pastor's son was, was to come and give up a memory verse. one of the churches that I love. I told you yesterday. Church of Pentecost. Yeah. Pastor's son. When he came, just, they give the microphone, they give the microphone, says, a liar, a liar, a liar has a tail. Think about it. <laughs> I mean, he was a kid, so it's part number. Think about kids, eight years, ten years. We say that they are children. So we, we give them a place to be watching cartoons on Sunday in church. Eight years, ten years. Cartoons. When they come to church, you see, because their parents don't want them to disturb, then they give them their phones to be watching cartoons. These same children, there's no Kwame Yuji, Kwame Yuji song they don't know. They will sing and sing Shatawali song. I was going to, you know, I went to the barber shop to trim my hair one day. And then they played the song personally 28 years. I've never heard the song before. The moment they played, the child just left the seat and started and some dance, the child was dancing. And the mother was laughing. 
The mother was laughing. <laughs> Woo-hoo! I will cast that spirit out by beating your ear. Me boom, say bam. When Nisubeya will cry, yeah, praise God, my son. Then you begin to sing, a higher do, you begin a higher do, a higher black. Jesus, Jesus. (laughs) Think about it. Pastor son comes home and then he has peers here, peers here, peers here, peers here. And the pastor says, it's not about the lifestyle, it's about the heart. No, it's about the lifestyle. Whoever gave you that earring and that ear, because you have ear, that's why you are wearing earring. Exactly like Peter. Some of you, your parents took you to church, but they never implanted anything God in you. Oh, no, it's a question. They just dump you Sunday school there. And you are chewing biscuits. You know? If you're chewing biscuits, you'll be singing uh, uh, lullabies. And then your, your, your Sunday school mother will say, Hey, hey, keep quiet. This is our color. You know? Nothing. Some of you, your mothers took you to church throughout. You are 19, 20 years, 23 years. You spoke in tongues for the first time in your life at the age of 24 years. Think about it. You wasted 24 years of your life in church and was not able ordinary tongues of the spirit. You couldn't get some. Now, of you, you are in churches. When you are, is it because you have not done confirmation, you can't take communion. Yes, Mojas, you're the age at all. Yes, Mojas. You're the age at all. Obi Moja, if you're a good mama, saying, you know, Meme Nomka Kraswa, you're the age at all. Brodo, Brodo, wave at Brodo, Kekesu, you're the age at all. So if you really believe that that thing is powerful, who do you think needs it more? You don't just have to give it to the children to drink. You have to bath them with it. Anyway, it's just a drink. You can just buy Coca-Cola somewhere and say, this is the, this is the, we are going to, we will use porridge to become the blood of Jesus tonight. Desire the word. Desire the pure word. That you may be able to grow. There's no wasted time. Before the word of God. When you sit under the word of God. Your time is not wasted. 
When you sit under the feet, when you begin to open, even when you open the Bible and you read and you don't understand, still your time is not wasted. Impartations of the word is coming to you. Praise the Lord. And you will become tough. You will become strong. You become bold. Hallelujah. And the word will mold you. Glory to God. Let's begin today's service in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You ready for the word? Okay. So the Bible says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine. The word profitable, I told you, means what? Advantageous. It actually, I love the word, it is profitable. It means Profitable. The word is profitable. It means the word has the ability to bring profit. Hallelujah. So the word is profitable for doctrine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Profitable for doctrine. I told you what doctrine is. I'm not going to go back today. For reproof. What is reproof? Conviction. So I said number one is a standard of proof by which a thing is tested or proved. Hebrews 11, 1. And then number two, an evidence to substantiate the validity of a matter. Glory. That's how we got to scatter the whole place yesterday. And then last, lastly, number three, the word reproof talks about inner conviction or the conviction against falsity or falsehood. So what he's saying is that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable for you to gain inner conviction against any falsehood. Are you here with me? It means that when you give yourself to the word of God, you insulate yourself against falsehood. It means you become so hardened that you cannot be swayed because you have an inner conviction. So he's telling you the word has the ability to give you an inner conviction. The word of God has the ability to give you an inner conviction. The word of God has the ability to give you an inner, a solid mindset for life. Hallelujah. Persuasion that cannot be changed. Persuasion that cannot be altered. What is your conviction in you right now from the word? If somebody ever came to you and says, Lena, now that you're born again, what is your conviction? Not what do you know. There are two different things. So you can talk about what you know, talk about what you know, talk about what you know, yet what you know is not your conviction. I know that there was a man called Muhammad who came to the earth and said he was a prophet, but it is not my conviction. To me, he was not. That's not my conviction. But I know, yet it's not my conviction. Hallelujah. So what you know 
necessarily does not become your conviction. But when you stay with the word, the word has the ability to give you a conviction for life. It's like that is what you live by. It's like that is your thinking. It's like that is your mind against any falsehood. Any other thing that is not engrafted in the word of God becomes a lie. See, so when a Christian finally says that I was a Christian, then we are seeing or we are having a proof of someone who did not attend to the word. If we ever see someone who says, I am not going to church again, then over there, we are seeing someone who did not attend to the word of God. Because the scriptures have, have the power to give you conviction. Conviction of what? Conviction of what it says. No both say parete de boss. Think about um, a guy who goes to a town to establish a church. And then he gets to the town and the whole town is given to idol worship. And then the fetish priest in the town comes to tell the guy that you have 48, no, you have 72 hours to leave this town. That is three days. If you don't leave this town, I will kill you. And then the fetish priest vanishes before your sight. He, he didn't, he didn't, he, after giving the warning, he's gone. What are you going to do in that circumstance? If you have been under the feet of the word of God for a very long time, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That does not become a quotation. That becomes the declaration of your conviction. You may have vanished. You may have been hanging in the air. I don't give a shit, man. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That is the conviction of the word I'm talking about. You wake up in the morning, the same you. And then you see that fetishious element have been sprinkled on your door or sprayed on your door. You know what you're going to call a pastor? Because you think that if you lay hold on that egg and throw it away, you will die. It means that you don't have the conviction of the scripture that tells you that no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. That is the difference between pastors, Christians, and all of that. Hallelujah. Think about it. Some of you, you think that if you lay your hands on somebody, the demons will come back to you. Or you think that, sometimes you think, what if I'm casting out a demon and then the demon begins to slap me? How many of you have ever thought about that before? Oh, you don't want to show your hand. <laughs> or like, you are saying the name of Jesus out. 
Then the person the also will begin to beat you. He said, please, please, in the name of Jesus, stay, stay, leave me alone, leave me alone. Because the word has not settled yet in your heart. It has not become a mindset, a consciousness, and a lifestyle. Praise the Lord. So he says that the scriptures have the ability to give you conviction about that which it proclaims. Hallelujah. And you will not be wrong. See, oh man, 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 I mean, I'm out of time, man. I'm out of time. When he says that the man of God may be complete, do you know what that means? For the completion of the man of God, he needs this conviction of the word. Because if you are going into ministry, if you're going to become a man of God, and you don't have a conviction, that you lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You don't have the conviction that when you preach the word, there is power. You are not complete, my brother. You are not complete. I think I have to start preaching at six. You are not complete. See, why do you think Priest, come. A slim lady like this, what will come in the mind of this little, little girl to get the boldness? Look at the hand. See, look at this. Is this even a hand? And then this lady will carry these hands and place it on somebody. And still say, in the name of Jesus. I saw a picture of her. Laying hands, and the lady she was standing before was bigger than her. What gave her that boldness? Thank you. What gave her that boldness? There is something she has come to know in the word that is beyond her size, beyond her age. It grants her boldness, it gives her audacity, it gives her the effrontery. Glory to God. That old man, Ayadaba, that is what the word does to you. In instances where big men are afraid to take a step, a word man will run. Praise the Lord. I mean, for example, we gather ourselves and we are going for missions. And then we get to this town. And then somebody says, I'm the fetish priest. And I'm not going to allow you to have a crew. <laughs> yeah. Then every one of you begins to run. No. Nobody's going nowhere. Nobody's going nowhere. See, like Ghanaian movies. The moment the pastor, the, the fetish people begin to throw all the members who and hide under the pastor, uh, behind the pastor. <laughs> that is Ghanaian movie. A clear indication that even the producer doesn't have a, condi- a, a conviction of the word. Yeah. The producer and the director and the script writer. 
Glory to God. Think about it. The word has the power to give you conviction. It gives you the conviction to take action. It gives you the the conviction to move. As you study the word, something comes to you. As you sit under the word, something comes to you. In your family, nobody has even held a successful family meeting before. Let alone to think about filling a stadium. When your great, 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 great uncle is calling for a family meeting, only three people show up. And then you, you begin to live by the mentality that I see the nations coming to me. I see men gather to receive the word of the Lord. Are you crazy? You are not crazy. But it is called the persuasions of the word. The convictions of the word. Let to you alone. You wouldn't even have dared to dream like that. But as you kept on receiving the word, the word takes a form in you. The word becomes a voice in you. The word becomes a vision in you. The word becomes a light in you. The word becomes a lamp in you. And you begin to think the word. You begin to see the word. You begin to act the word. That is the inner conviction. When everybody is telling you the way you are going, you feel. When everybody around you is waiting to hear that news, finally. That all the things that you have lived for and all the things you've been making noise about, it was not as you thought. And as they are just simply waiting to say, did we not warn you? As they begin to tell you all these things. If you sit under the word of the Lord. The same people that are waiting to hear. Finally, they will begin to come to you to receive of you. What is going to make you that strong? To be able to push despite the fact that nobody believes in you. What is going to be able, what is going to make you? What is going to give that ability to push? It's called the persuasions of the word. The persuasions of scripture. 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 I don't even know how I grew up to believe something like this. I don't even know. I never had the mind. That I could stand before thousands of people to minister the word. But you know what? As you keep on feeding the word. Feeding on the word. Feasting on the word. Imbibing. Imbibing the word. You begin to read words like you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Nobody believes in you but you are the light of the world. You have failed but you are the light of the world. You have a bad past, but you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are a city which is set up on a hill which cannot be hid. But every single person around you says, no, 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 no. That is not who you are. 
that is not who you are. As you keep on studying the word, imbibing the word, oh my God, the odds may be against you. The odds may be against you, but as you keep on feasting the word, haha, as you desire, as you desire, you are growing, you are growing. There is augmentation, there is increase, strength upon strength, glory upon glory, here a little, there a little, precept upon precept, strength upon strength. Suddenly, from strength level number two to strength level number three, it looks like you are not growing. It is not obvious to the eyes of many, but in the name of the Lord, as you keep on, as you keep on, as you keep on, you will see that your convictions are changing. The things you used to believe, you don't believe them again. The things that you used to fear, you don't fear them again. The things that used to chase you, in your dream, they are not going to chase you again. Come on. It means the world is growing. You are growing. You are growing. You are growing as you hold on to the word. 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 Think about the story of a Muslim who became a Christian and the parents started chasing him. They chased him. The family was chasing him. Everybody was chasing him. Everybody was chasing him. You have you are now an infidel. You are now an infidel. You are now an infidel. You have betrayed the Islamic faith, and they didn't want to see him. That same person vanishes from their eyes for three years, for five years, in a very good church, starts to learn the word, hear the word, desire the word for the world one day one day they call that your father is sick and this child says I'm going to see my father I don't know how it's going to look like the same child that ran away who did not have the boldness to face the family suddenly I am a no supper the same word the same word the same word he begins to go there and says show me where Alhaji is show me where Papa is he gets there and say Papa this is what I was telling you five years ago if you can believe in the name of the Lord Jesus I'm gonna lay hands on you and you are going to be well Papa says I don't have a choice now lay hands on me and then he says say these words after me where from this boldness say these words after me dear Lord Jesus today I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and Papa says these words finally this same Pharaoh this same Muslim boy begins to lay hands on the father and say, Dear Lord Jesus, oh, see one of your child right now. I command whatever sickness to go, to go, to go. This boy lift up the father from the sick bed and say, Daddy, begin to take a step, begin to take a step, begin to take a step. And I'm a sapphire. Daddy is now walking. Where from that boldness oh the persuasions of the word the convictions of the word the persuasions of the word the persuasions come on somebody lift up your voice the persuasions of the word the convictions of the word come on
the persuasions of the word. The persuasions of the word. The word has the ability to give you persuasions. The word has the ability to give you convictions. Think about a mother who abandons the child, who abandons the daughter, who abandons the son. Think about a father who abandons the son because they say this child is going to be a minister of God. And nobody looks for this child. But one day, one day, this same person walks straight to the house and begins to give Give them the Lord Jesus Christ, demonstrating the power of the Holy Ghost, the persuasions of the word. We are not letting go of the word. We are not letting go of the word. The word has the ability to give unto us persuasions, convictions, persuasions, persuasions, persuasions. Come on, lift up your voice. I desire the word. I desire the word because the word has the ability to give me persuasions. The word has the ability to give me persuasions. Persuasions of the word. 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 Hallelujah. What do you think is responsible for this energy in a man who keeps on failing and failing and failing yet keeps on trying and trying and trying? It's called conviction. It's called conviction. I'm going to do this. The word is able to give you that kind of heart. You still have this thing inside you. That I'm great. There's a seed of greatness in me. 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 Kababaya. Tede Bezaya. I may have attempted a lot of great things and I failed. But I don't know. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why. There's this thing in me that tells me you are not the mistake. You are not the failure. No, that, that there's I know I I may not be able to really really say what it is, but something will let something will not let go of me. I said, there's this miss the fear I miss the disappointment and I miss the negativity. It's still like my call. Hey, there's something that, that, that there's something. There's something in me. That there's something in me. That there's, there's something in me. 
looks like there's nothing left it looks like there's no hope it looks like you don't have anything to hold on to but you just want to let go you just you just want to give up but the moment you begin to think that, that there's this still small voice something is telling you no no this is not you. you you are meant for something big you are meant for the Lord is on a journey with you yet you still cannot see the journey but inside inwardly inwardly it is called the persuasions of the word it is called the persuasions of the word it is called the persuasions of the word persuasions of the word the persuasions of the word oh I hold on I hold on the persuasions of the word the persuasions of the word the persuasions of the word the two hands and give him praise Wishings of the word of God. When all odds are against me, I lay hold on to the word. The word is able to augment my growth. The word is able to augment strength in me. I have in me the birth 